Welcome to the Web3 Artist Spotlight, the podcast that shines a spotlight on talented artists who are leveraging Web3 technology to sell their art and connect with collectors in new and innovative ways. Through in-depth interviews, we learn more about the artists behind the art and uncover their unique creative processes, inspirations, passions, and the stories behind their captivating artworks. From seasoned professionals to emerging talents, we bring you a diverse range of voices from the Web3 community, and we delve deeper into how blockchain technology, NFTs, and decentralized platforms are revolutionizing the art industry. Mira from Miami is a self-taught, multi-talented artist who is known for her brightly colored and uplifting art. Mira's iconic truth eye can be found on street murals all over Miami, Florida. Her art is a perfect blend of pop art, vintage pinup girls, and empowering words and messages. Mira's incredible sense of style has led Mira to expand into custom fashion design and professional styling services. She is a truly unique artist who continues to set herself apart from the crowd. And with that, Giancarlo and I are honored to welcome Mira from Miami to the space. Oh my God, thank you. You literally almost made me cry. <laughs> we really want you to, to feel the love because you are that and then so welcome. Thank you. thank you. And thank you everyone who's in the space joining and or taking time out of your day to, you know, uh, get to know me a little bit. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And that song was really cool. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Glad you like it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you, Mira, for being here and agreeing to to come on the space. Uh, I know we connected actually a while back at, at Beacon and, um, you know, really, really kind of loved the, your artwork and was like, man, I would love to get to know more uh, you know, about her story, her artwork. So maybe you can, uh, we could kick it off. Would you take like five minutes? Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, you know, who, who's Mira? Let us know a little bit more about your story and how eventually you kind of came to discover the Web3 space. Sure. So I'll try to make it quick. Um, but so basically, as you guys mentioned, I'm a mixed media artist, muralist, stylist, and fashion designer based out of Miami. Um, I was born in Boston, but I lived most of my life in Rome, Italy, which is where I fell in love with street art. So um, I lived most of my life between Italy and Boston, which is where the fashion uh, kicked in. I grew up with my mom, like teaching me about fashion as a kid and always making sure we were well-dressed and stuff like that. Um, and as a kid, I was always like naturally like inclined to using collage art. I just didn't know I was an artist until like later on in my life, actually when I was 27. So I was always an artist making crafts and like cutting my Barbie dolls hairs and like putting tattoos on them, making outfits and doing custom sunglasses for people and just doing stuff like that. I just I find it hard to concentrate um, in a nine to five job, which I do have, by the way. So I'm able to balance both. But the way I was able to do that in life and like through school and stuff, it was by being creative and, you know, journaling and doing stuff like that. So so yeah, like my background has always been there. Um, but being an, a student in Rome, I saw like graffiti all over the walls in Italy. And actually the word graffiti comes from the the Latin word graffio, which means to scratch because they used to scratch uh, words and stuff on walls back in the day in Pompeii and stuff like that. So I fell in love with graffiti. I started studying the history of graffiti. Um, when I would travel through Europe, I would just care to go to street art shows or like local stuff. I didn't care to go to like national museums or anything like that. I just wanted to get to know the average Joe Schmo in, in whatever city I was traveling to. And I was able to do that through art by connecting on that local level. So um, so that led me to eventually doing like a blog called Street Scribbles, where I would take pictures around Europe and then um, of graffiti and stuff like that in street art. And then I would write poetry to it. And eventually I ended up you know, making my own stencil and and creating my own street art around Italy. So that's like my kind of like my early, early years. Um, and then, yeah, around, I want to say almost eight years ago, um, I came to Miami to visit my sister and I went to Wynwood and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I need to live in Miami. This is where all my favorite artists are. Like, I saw the potential in the business side of it. So I left my whole life in Italy, like broke off an engagement. Like, I just left my wow. job, got rid of my apartment, like 
yeah, my family thought I was crazy. I was like, I got to go. So, yeah, I moved to Miami. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, yeah. And so then once I got to Miami, I just, it took me a couple of years to kind of figure out the flow of this city. I was assisting another artist with murals, which is how I have mural experience. Um, and then I want to say about four years ago, I just like cut ties uh, with my mentor. And I just started like, to be honest with you, like, not to sound negative or anything, but this is a person who mentored me, but was also very like critical and um and had told me like, you're not going to do shit without me. So and I was like, okay, watch me. And I just cut the ties and I just started stenciling Miami. I mean, I went crazy. I was just, it was hard to cross the street without seeing my eye. And that's kind of like how my come up was really, really fast four years ago. So that's my original story right there. Yeah. Wow. No, and there's so much, um, you know, interesting things about, about that story. Um, I find it really cool that like you were drawn to the street art scene and the graffiti and all that in, in Italy. And I was yeah. actually in Italy not too long ago, a few months ago. And I also found it like very fascinating, you know, like in a lot of different cities I went to, you know, you'd be walking around and, you know, there'd be like graffiti all over the place. So it's, it's a, yeah. a very big scene for that. And, and it's, and it's remarkable, like really, really cool art. Um, and that's awesome. They started yeah. a blog called the, the street scribbles. <laughs> Is that still out there? You still get like, you know, people. So yeah, I see that. It's like actually like a month ago, I was like, wonder if my blog's still up and it is. So you'll see like my early, early, like pictures of me living in Rome, being like a little city street kid, graffiti in and taking pictures of, in front of murals and stuff. And then writing my perception of what I saw in the art. And filtering through um, hard times I was going through, my parents were going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. So it was like literally a a channel for me to like get through things. And so it's still out there. It's called Street Scribbles, but it's with the number five instead Mm -hmm. of an S. And um, my LLC, my business is actually called Street Scribbles. So so yeah, I carried that forward into my career. Um, But yeah, I think like Rashidi like really gets to show you a city like the average person in a city, like mm-hmm. who are the real people live in that? And that's what I, that's why I have always loved street art. And at the end of the day, as much as I've grown in terms of like different directions of my art, at the, the core of it all is still street art for me. I'm still a street artist, no matter what. So like till that last day I'm alive, I'll be a street artist, you know? <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. And yeah. the other thing that I found fascinating was that, you know, after you came to Miami that you just said like, this is it. I'm, I'm moving, I'm, you know, cutting ties, cut, you know, uh, you've broke off an engagement and, and just yeah. went for it, which is, that, that's awesome. And that last point, which uh, sorry to hear that, like your mentor, you know, said those things like, oh, you're not going to make it without me, but it's awesome at the same time to hear that, like you said, okay, yeah, well, all right, I'm going to do it myself and, and yeah. you proved them wrong. Right. Which is that, that's so dope. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to know when to cut, like it's, it's good to have like art mentors and stuff like that, but you have to know when like they help you, but then they can also prevent you from growing. And that's mm-hmm. what was going on, there, which is like no hard feelings whatsoever towards this person. But it was just part of my story. I was like, okay, it's been three years. I want to do my own murals now. I'm done. Yeah. So you have to know when to like say thank you, but it's time for me to move on now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so w- one thing I did want to ask you about uh, first and foremost was, um, you, your your iconic uh, truth eye, which actually, as a matter of fact, is on the, the bucket hat you're wearing right now. For yeah. anybody that's maybe tuned into the uh, the live stream, and then maybe Jenny, I know Jenny's got the the sticker there. Actually, I got a, I got a sticker over here as well. <laughs> well, throw that yeah. up. Um, but the um, and maybe Jenny, if you could help me like pin it up also on the on the space or something that's got it for people that are in the Twitter side of it. Um, but so I know that that's depicted in a lot of your artwork, your merchandise, your murals. Um, it's also an integral part of your brand. Can you tell us a little bit more about like what what the truth I is, why you created it, and what meaning it has for you? Yeah, sure. So, um, so going back a few years ago, or maybe even ten years ago, let's say I really, really even longer than 10 years ago, I was always a spiritual person growing up. My mom's a yogi. I grew up around that. I mean, before it was a trending thing, I was learning about chakras when I was like 12 years old, you know? So I've always um, had spirituality has always been the driving force in everything I do, including my art, right? So when I lived in Europe, I traveled a lot and I used to teach yoga and Pilates and all that stuff. So um, before I was even really into the art scene, I was already a yogi and doing all that. Um, So the eye is all obviously the evil eye concept, you know, and then the all seeing eye. So I was always drawn to the eye 
I used to draw eyes in high school too. So it's just always been a part of my, my story, but really my spirituality. So once I came over to Miami, I actually used to draw a brain. You could see it tattooed on me and it was about higher consciousness. Um, so as I was evolving as an artist, I was using the brain first for anyone who's been following me, like way back when I used to have a brain logo on my Instagram and everything. Um, I was evolving as an artist, I was changing and I wanted to figure out a way of like, how do I keep this message of consciousness, but in a way where more people are going to be able to relate to it, right? So um, I changed from the brain to the eye. I was already using the eye in the backgrounds of my art, but it wasn't like the main point of attraction. So once I cut that tie that I told you and I was like, okay, watch me, that's the moment I switched Mm -hmm. into the eye. Like as soon as I cut the tie, I just... I made an eye stencil and I just went with it. And um, people just relate to the eye. I don't know. They just connect to it more. Um, but one of the first pieces I did before I transferred over completely was um, it was actually a painting of Poncho. And this guy that said truth. And it was like orange kind of paint, like dripping down, kind of like he was crying. And all in the background was these blue eyes. And it was about you know, looking yourself in the mirror and asking yourself if you're on your true path, if you're living in your true alignment. Um, And it was obviously something I was going through, having the changes between Italy and Miami. It's kind of easy to get lost, you know? So it was like a reminder for myself when I'm living my everyday life, am I living in my truth? And that's why I called it the truth. I, to remind myself of that, like life goes fast, society can push you in many different directions, but at the end of the day, you have to go back to your core. That's your truth. So that's what the whole concept is about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Thank you for, for explaining that. And yeah, I, I love that, that. I love the meaning behind it even more now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I really can appreciate it. really that. that. Yeah. And people relate to it because the whole evil eye thing, you know, mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, the evil eye. And then I'm like, yes. And, and- <laughs> the message is. Are you living in your highest alignment? Are you living with through the third eye? Are you on your true path? And if if you feel you're off course, reset and go back to center. So yeah. I love that so much. Like, do you have you eyes that are actually seeing? That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I noticed in your art that you combine vintage pinup girls, pop art, and street art together. Why did you choose these elements? Um, and what significance do they have to you? Yeah. So I think they just naturally evolved on their own. Um, I've always considered myself an old soul. And so I just love anything vintage. I mean, I wish the audience could see, but I have this like vintage. I'm not even going to show you like everything, but just to make you understand, like I've always been inspired by vintage photos. So I have like vintage photos of my family in Sicily and whatever. I don't know. I just find that they tell vintage wow. photos capture like a rawness that mm-hmm. you lose to digital cameras and stuff like that you know like instead of taking the picture just one time you can take it like 100 times now so I like looking at old stuff because I feel like it's like a one shot type thing um and I don't know I just I just like old school things so that's where the vintage came from I've always carried that my whole life so yeah so the whole point of the pinup girl is to remind women in the world like we can be strong um, sensual, sexual creatures, but we're also spiritual. We're also empathetic. We also carry compassion. So it's like about embodying both roles where you can be fierce and stable and strong and rooted, but also, um, feminine and like circular energy, you know, like you can mold and you don't have to be like so rigid. So that's where the whole pinup girl concept comes. Plus I like, I think being sexy is like fun for me. And I, you know, I can, dress like super urban, but then I also have another side to me that is like more sensual. So it's all my art is for to uplift the audience, but it's also filtering who I am, right? So yeah. And then what was the other question? The graffiti part. Again, going back to my story, like where my passion really grew being in the streets. So I'm always going to carry that urban element in my art. I love that. And I love the empowerment behind it and that it like really speaks to your um to your truth and your vibe um i notice in your instagram captions as well as in your art you really make it a point of leaving positive and insightful words why is it important to you to spread messages of positivity to the world i mean i just think that's your role as an artist um i can't like 
we all go through stuff, right? And I've definitely gone through hard times. And if I pinpoint some pieces of my art, then you'll be able to see those stories in there. But I don't care to dwell on that stuff with my audience. I think life can be hard and we're all going through shit and I don't need to sit there and like make it heavier. What my purpose is, is to uplift you. And so I don't need to tell you I'm going through anything hard with, I can just tell you in a funny, like double meaning way. So you can understand that, but be focused on the positivity and the vibrance of my art, which is why it's so colorful. So I don't know. I don't create when I'm depressed. It's really hard for me to do so. If I do, the only way I'm able to do so is by transferring that emotion into a positive place. So, um, but if you look at some of my pieces like that one right there, like I literally don't care. (laughs) That's like me telling the audience, like I'm so over it. Like I literally don't care anymore. So it's kind of funny. Like it's like bringing this like humor, like, but it's really me telling you something I'm going through or that I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I don't care anymore. You know? Yeah. So it's like I, fun in a funny way. I love that. Yeah. Like to me, I, I have those moments. So I think that's very relatable, especially to like, mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Love that. Mirror. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. And uh, I was going to stop sharing there for a second. All right. So um, one of the other things I, I wanted to bring up, right, is that, you know, you were, uh, and Jenny hit on this also in the, in the inner, incredible introduction as well, is that, you know, you're a very versatile artist that's gone beyond, you know, just painting murals and canvases to also creating very cool merchandise, which includes, you know, like hats, like the one you're wearing, purses, mm-hmm. bathing suits, shirts, parasols. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a very extensive set of merchandise and even got into things like, you know, painting the bodies of models as well, you know? So I was kind of curious what led you to kind of branch out into some of these other areas and go beyond just the the pure street art, but then also kind of get into this more of like branding, merchandising, and and really using your your artistic um, abilities in, in these other ways. And do you have any advice for maybe other artists that might be looking to do the same themselves? Yeah. So again, for me, it's always been an organic process. Um, so fashion was my my first love. Like I said, I grew up with my mom teaching me about you know, I had to wear heels around the house when I was a kid because you have to learn how to wear high heels, right? So so I was always like going to Italy and like buying the new trendiest things and stuff like that. So I can't imagine making art without creating apparel. Like since day one of my career, I've always had crop tops. Like I've always put importance on both of those, which is I think what has differentiated me from uh, just a other street artists, I want to say, um, because being in the fashion industry is my other half, right? Um, So that was just kind of like a passion. Um, And then in terms of like marketing and branding, I didn't even know I was doing it until recently, to be honest with you. Like, I just fall in love with the details of life. And I don't know, I just get really excited to share like those type of moments. So when I'm releasing merchandise, I want to do it in a way that's artistic in every sense, which means like, working with the right photographer, having the right prop. Um, you know, I put attention in all those details and I think that's what helps brands differentiate from other brands. So that entire process is important to me. You know, having the right prop in a photo makes all the difference. If you look at the bikini photos I had posted once, I don't know if they're probably in my timeline somewhere, um, like the beach ball, the the floaty in the pool, like all that stuff was thought in advance, mm-hmm. right? I never show up unprepared. I'm really like pain in the ass about details. And anyone who works with me, the someone right now in the crowd who works with me, um, they know how I am. Like I, details matter. So definitely if you're trying to grow a brand, I think have it be organic. Like, what is it that you like? That's what I do. What do I like? What do I want to wear? What's fun for me? I do it. I put all my love and creativity into it. And then I make it available for other people. I don't worry about who's going to buy it. I'm just like, I want it. Maybe someone else will want it. So here you go. And who buys it, buys it. I don't focus on like the sales part of it or like the money aspect of it. I just focus on how cool it's going to feel when I'm wearing it and how it might uplift others. So yeah, <laughs> that's my process. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I love that. And, and and I think maybe that's probably part of why it's you, you're successful at it and why it, it's it's so great is because instead of trying to like figure out 
what do people want and reverse engineer that you're just creating stuff like you, you, you obviously have like an intrinsic passion for it. You grew up around fashion. Mm-hmm. I think you, you have a fantastic fashion self already, you know, yourself. And then you're just yeah. creating things that you would like to wear, you love, you know, and, and then there's other people that are just resonating with that. So I, yeah, and I, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's such beautiful art, you know, just looking at the, 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 the clothing and the, the sandals and I mean, so many things. It's, it's, it's really Thank cool. Thank you. Um, and one other thing I wanted to ask you about as well is I, I did notice as, as I was going through like your, your profile and some of the stuff you have on Instagram that you've also collaborated with some amazing uh, street artists like Fiber and Atomic. Um, do you have a favorite like collab piece or collection that you've done and, that you could tell us more about? And as a follow-up, is there anyone that you maybe you're aspiring still to be able to collab with in the future? Definitely. Well, I definitely, um, yeah, I definitely love all the collaborations I've done. Again, like you said, with Fiber, Atomic, um, King Red out of Miami, Dirk Cobain in LA. I mean, just some really great artists. Um, it like shocks me a lot of the time that they want to collab with me. But I think like just when you're driven and when you come from street out, street art culture, like just prone to happen eventually, you align with driven people as well, right? So um, I think my favorite collab though is definitely the Atomic collabs. We've done three. Um, the first collab we ever did, I was like shaking, you know, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm collabing with Atomic. <laughs> but I actually kept the first piece. It's in my studio. It's huge. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I'll have to share that sometime. We've done a bunch of pieces together. Like we do collabs once a year, pretty much. Um, yeah, I put, so, I put yeah, I one also like, on the, uh, well, on, yeah. on, the, on the live stream that I thought was also a really cool one. Thank you. Yeah. So these pieces that the piece you're showing right now, this is the recent collab we did. We actually haven't focused on selling that. We will be um, promoting that probably next month. So we have these pieces still. Um, and they're, it's our first small series. Like the first collab we ever did was all big. And then the, the second one was more medium. And so this is our first like mini series we're doing. Um, so I think this is my favorite one because they just have so much detail. And I think it just really captures us both really well. Um, and it was actually the most fluid collab we've done together, you know, just because it's the third one. So we've kind of learned how to work together now. So yeah, definitely he's amazing. Um, and then my aspiring collab would be with Shepard Berry. <laughs> he's my favorite artist. He's literally uh, one of my biggest inspirations. I mean, he really mastered the whole street art, fine art, branding thing. So I really look up to him a lot. Right, hopefully that happens <laughs> for you at yeah. some point. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. I got to say, I, I really do love the um, this this latest you know collection with uh, or the collaboration with um, with Atomic. I mean, I think it's it just I, I love the collage, you know, the the work you did there, and and just how like the the blending of styles. It just looks very very seamless, and 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 it's and it really highlights both of your like artistic ability. So yeah, it's 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 so cool, and also very colorful as well. So it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm a huge fan also of Atomic, and I just love the both of you on a piece together because to me, it's like the best of Miami, like the male and female mm-hmm. top. And yeah. It's so beautiful. I love the way that it came out together. Um, I uh, I wanted to ask you for, for people who are listening in the audience, street art has a huge presence in cities and towns all over do you have any advice you can share with other artists listening today who are interested in painting murals and maybe having their art seen in the streets? Where and how does one go about like starting that? Yeah, you just literally have to guerrilla campaign yourself if you have a logo or something, just stencil, stickers, just get out there as much as you can. But the first step, in my opinion, is really going to local shows. That's what I did Like when I moved here. I started going to local shows just to understand the scene and get to know other artists and then like you network with them and see what opportunities there were and stuff like that. So that's definitely really important. Um, and like, yeah, guerrilla campaigning. And in terms of like, you've never done a mural, don't just go do a mural. Like, don't, don't do that to yourself because you need to understand how murals work. And first off, I would like to rewind a little and just say not every artist needs to be a muralist. Yeah. I think artists really put so much pressure on themselves to do murals. You don't need to be a muralist. Like you do murals if you want to do murals, not because you feel like it makes you legitimate, right? Like in Wynwood or in Miami, it's always like, oh, well, do you have murals? And it's like, but not every artist is a muralist. You know what I mean? Um, so if you feel inclined to do murals, then definitely know where you're going to get yourself into because um, 
there's a lot of prep work that goes with it and, and safety precautions. Like, you know, you have to know what kind of wall you're working with. What's the what's the wall looking like? Is it like a flat wall? Is it a half broken wall? Are there wires hanging? Like there's so many things to take into consideration. Um, and you learn as you go. I always have this joke, like every time I do a mural, the first, within the first like hour, something wrong happens. Like one time I almost fell through a glass window. The other time I like ran into a cement, my car rolled into a, a wet cement driveway. Like it's just, this is what murals are like. Um, there's always something, but they're just, it's such a beautiful process too, because you really become one with the wall and you're able to filter emotional things or just personal things at a different level. Cause you're literally up on a ladder against a wall, right? So your distractions are you're very limited. Um, but yeah, I would say like, if you, if you want to get into murals, try to ask an artist, if you can be their assistant, you know, that's a good way to learn, you know, that's what I would do. Um, but yeah, don't just jump into murals because God. I've done that. And yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty amazing stories that you ran up against. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost fell through a glass um, glass window once when I was doing a mural. My, one of my first solo murals, like after I branched off on my own and um, wasn't working with my mentor anymore, my first mur- mural after that was in Art Basel 2019. It was at um, the Dolphin Mall in a restaurant. And I had to go there at the weirdest hours. They would tell me to come after 12 a.m. And I'd stay there till 6. So I would go in the middle of the night and I was by myself. And um, eventually I had like someone who would come with me. But the first few days I was by myself and it was like literally like five, six in the morning. And I'm up on a metal, like a huge ladder that was against like a glass wall slash window. And the cleaning guy started washing the floors around my ladder and the water got underneath. And I started God. It started slipping. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. We're done. And I like screamed. And then this like <laughs> the cleaning guy like drew his mop and like came running over and like saved me somehow. It was crazy. So yeah, murals are intense. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. The visual of that. Yeah. Definitely amazing advice too about like asking to be somebody's assistant and uh mm-hmm. Just thinking about it before you start putting stuff up on a wall because there's a lot more involved. Uh, we mentioned earlier on in the interview that you used to go by the logo tap Ed Cervello. Yeah. The brain in Roman. Yeah. I also noticed that you use the uh, phrase brains over beauty. Mm-hmm. What does the brain represent to you? So again, going back to like spirituality, it's about higher consciousness and intelligence. And um, yeah, in the early stages of my career, I used to write that a lot, Brains Over Beauty, because it was like also the earlier stages of Instagram where the world was changing and, you know, becoming more superficial. (laughs) Um, So I just, and being a street artist, I couldn't be bothered with, you know, keeping up with those trends back then. I wasn't really into the marketing yet. um, So I was just like more raw and gritty with the way I was working. Um, So yeah. Brains over beauty is just like you can, it doesn't matter if you're, there's plenty of beautiful women in Miami, right? Or wherever in the world you are. But if you don't have like the intelligence or the brains behind you, it's like, to me, it's meaningless, you know? So it's just really about spreading that message that you should care more about your inner world than your outer worlds. I love that so much. That's a great message, especially in this day and age. Yeah, I no, love that message as well. And, um, you know, maybe one, one other thing I want to ask you about as well is, you know, outside of art or you know, street art, um, what other things are you passionate about? Besides art? Mm-hmm. God, my whole life is <laughs> art. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny it's because like, I did see something where you, you posted something like, you know, that you'll make an excuse to like not go out, to stay home yeah. and just paint. And, you know, she's like, you're like, That's, this is a, a good night for me. It's just painting and, and you know, creating. Yeah. Art, so. So I'm sure it's a big part yeah. of your life, but I was curious if there's any other passions or things outside of it. Yeah. I mean, definitely art is 99.9% of my entire life, which maybe is not such a great thing. But uh, I just think if you have a dream, like you have to give everything you possibly could give. So that's where I'm at with it. Like my entire life revolves around this. Um, but I make time to skateboard and ride my bike. I like to skateboard a lot, like longboard. It helps me to just, it's the only other thing besides art that just shuts my brain off and and I'm not thinking about anything. I'm like in the moment. So I like to longboard. 
And again, like before anything, even before art, like the root of everything for me is my spirituality. So definitely a spiritual person. I practice that every day. Um, What else do I like? I like to travel. So yeah, that's kind of it. I'm kind of boring. I just, all my friends are in the art world. I mean, literally it's like a running joke for people who know me, like stop dating people in the art world or like people you meet through the arts, like start getting outside of the art world. And I just, I don't know, it's not, it's not possible for me. So yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. No, it's all good. Um, yeah. Any, what's your, been your favorite place you've traveled to? Since you've mentioned you're also uh, very fond of traveling. Yeah. Besides Italy, because um, my favorite city is definitely Rome. Um, but second place is Istanbul. Istanbul, I've been there three times um, when I was really like getting into street art and like creating the stencils and tagging and stuff like that. Um, Istanbul kind of was like, the city that really woke me up because of like the smell of the spices and the music and the rooftops and the markets. And I just found it so interesting how people like how it was such a conservative place, but such a liberal place at the same time. So it really just like, I don't know, I was and there's a bunch of street art there too. So just like it awoke in me to like, okay, let's do this art thing for real. So I definitely um, have a soft spot for Istanbul. I went back literally three times and like, two months, you know, just to keep that feeling alive. So, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I have not been there yet, but it's on my list. So that's awesome. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. And um, one other thing I was going to ask you. So the, I know in, in March of this year, um, you minted your first like NFT artwork, right? Titled uh, Strip, right? It was on the Ethereum blockchain yeah. through foundation. And I'll, I'll share it here on the live stream in a minute. Um, I was curious, can we expect to see any more um, NFT art from you in the future? And maybe as a follow-up, you could tell us about Mm -hmm. any other upcoming projects or goals you have for your art career. Yeah, sure. So yeah, when I minted that piece in March, it was um, because I was um, asked to be part of a Web3 gallery, which um, in the audience, actually, we have Keith Botha, and he's amazing. He's um, one of my art reps from the West Coast that I work with. He actually helped me mint this because I'm a mess when it comes to Web3. Literally, I never know what I'm doing. <laughs> so um, we just, we minted that like the night before it was due. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of like to just get it out there and be part of this show called Yellow, where the the curator picked like, I think 75 pieces or something from like 300 people or I don't know what it was, but it was all based around the, the, um, the color yellow. Um, so the piece you're looking at, called strip which obviously is like she's getting naked but it's really about taking off um your own self labels self-judgment and stuff like that and um the yellow is to represent the solar plexus chakra which is about you know stability and stuff like that so yeah that was my first nft it was kind of just put out there because i was asked to be part of this event um so i haven't released any nfts yet i do want to but i'm just so picky with how i move Mm-hmm. that I just don't even know if it's a good time right now to do so. So I'm kind of like learning. I'm like a, always a student in the art world. So I'm still learning about Web3. And I have a really amazing team in the West Coast has, that has made my life just so much better since I've met them, which is, again, Keith um, and the art department, which I'm constantly tweeting them and retweeting them. Um, they're just amazing people. And yeah, so I'm planning on releasing projects with them. Um, cause I definitely need the help and support. Um, so I can't say when I'll release my first like real NFT series, but I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of planning right now for a solo show. I've never even done a, a solo show. So that's kind of my priority right now. And then making those pieces digitalized and then probably selling it that way. Um, so that's coming up in this next six months. That's cool. super exciting. Shout out to Keith. I agree. The art department and him are just amazing. Yeah. Well, have fun. We are going to look so forward to your solo show and see what comes out of that and the digital stuff will definitely help, you know, promote that as much as possible as well. Thank you. Yeah. I've just been learning this year. That's why we met at VCon, like, you know, doing NFTLA and NYC NFT, whatever. Um, just been like, study and everything and you know you don't want to just jump into things i think like for artists like myself or like traditional artists right we were just more wary about entering web3 so um it's honestly changed my life though like i have amazing friends and the doors have really opened for me since i entered the space but i'm also not someone who likes to rush and just do things for money or anything like that so yeah 
Yeah. When the timing is right, the timing is right. There's no yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think there's merit, you know, in, in kind of similar to how you were mentioning the advice for murals, right? Like, Mm-hmm. I think it, it, is there something to be said also with Web3 that it, it is prudent in some ways to do a little bit of your research and understand the space before you kind of jump mm-hmm. in? Because there's also a lot of like, you know, security implications and, you know, there, there's a lot to learn, right? It, it can be a bit intimidating and all that. So I think it's important to really understand the space and, you know, chains and all that and then really get a little bit more acquainted with it before you really kind of, um, you know, start, you know, minting art and all that. So... Yeah. 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 It can be overwhelming for artists who aren't, you know, familiar with the space and, you know, with myself, like, because I'm in the fashion world and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, I just, I like to understand what I'm doing before I do it because it's really important how I do things and what message I'm putting out there. And the way I move is pretty particular. So I'm like really detail oriented. So um, even just having this NFT out there, I'm like, okay, so now I get it. Like, don't just say yes to being random, you know, but so learning experiences too. For sure. Um, and I, I did want to take a moment to let people know that are, that are in our Twitter space. Um, if anybody is interested in coming up to ask a question or just let us know how you're doing, uh, feel free to request now. We'd love to have you guys up here and you guys can also ask me a question. So um, feel free to go ahead and request. Oh, and I see we got, one already. Look, go. Come up, come up. Let's talk. I just knew he was going to come up. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a street he's artist. A street artist, yeah. Oh, yes. Love it. Hey, Luco, how you doing? ¿Cómo estás, hermano? Yo. What up? So, uh, I'm so happy, man. For real, for real. This is space. Um, I'm super happy. I'm super, super happy. Thanks. Thank you for bringing me out here. What's up, Sam, Giancarlo, Jennifer, Manita, Mira, how are you? It's a pleasure to hear from you for real. What's Thank going you. on, Sam? How are you? Thanks for always being so supportive. Appreciate that. No, no, big love. Um, I, I'm really, really stunning. I'm speechless. I am like so excited in this moment in my home. Like I'm super happy. I had the energy on point with this um space for real. Um, well, no, it's a, it's a nice to, it's a pleasure for real. It's a pleasure to know more about you. Um, and to me, like this story from the street art, I am also a street artist, um, and, and a painter here in Colombia, Latin America. Yeah. So I have like a few questions that I would love to, to hear from you. Um, the first one is like, which contemporary artist from the street scene, muralisms, um, you, you admire I know that you talk about Atomic. Atomic is uh, it's it's the guy, but yeah. I would love that if you have another one. Well, yeah, definitely. Like I said earlier, Shepard Fairey Obey is definitely my number one favorite artist. With all the controversy he might have, to me, he's just killed it. Um, but it depends on where in the world we're talking. Like, there's an artist in Mexico called Disaster that I just love. I love his work. Um, it really depends on where in the world we're talking about. But overall, um, there's just no question about it. Shepard Fairey, you know? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Ram. Um, I, I I just feel so connected with you, with your energy and all the things that you say. Of course, the brand um, that you have with the eye, mm-hmm. the, the meaning, it's super, super dope. And I wanted to ask you, like, in this, like, journey of, like, a small journey of, web three that you are onboarding right now how do you see like the future of nfts and street art like how do you think that the thing for immortalize a mural with blockchain you know i wish i was like an expert to give my best opinion on this but since i'm learning i'm gonna tread lightly um i can say given that i know a lot of amazing very influential big name artists in real life i do think that like the space needs to get more simplified like easier for people to navigate um it's it's intimidating for artists you know it's still still an unknown territory so i think until like that happens it'll be hard to onboard these really big name artists you know um so i'm not sure yet it's I've only really joined almost two years ago. Um, I was onboarded by a really close friend of mine. And um, 
and I onboarded for like a month and I was like horrified because this was back like two years when everyone was like addicted in spaces 24 seven. And it was like moving so quickly. And I was just like, I can't keep up. I was doing murals and it was too much for me. So I like left the space. And then last December I came back in because um, I was asked to do the board ape event during our Basel, which is how I met, you know, so many amazing people. And then eventually led me to Keith and art department. Um, so since December, I've seen such a change. Um, so I, I really don't know. I have no clue. I'm like, I'm just someone who's, who's just observing right now. I'm sorry. I can't answer that better. I don't like to no, bullshit. No worries. <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's okay. It, it was an open question, but I love, yeah. I loved your thoughts. Um, but yes, I, I actually love the, the things that you do with, um, with the fashion, with your brand. Um, I have uh, one of my best friends is a fashion designer, and I am pushing her so much to like work on here in the blockchain because I think that there's a really big future with the fashion and in, and with the NFT world. So, yeah. but yes, um, I I just want to say thank you, thank you all for this space. I really enjoy so much. Thanks, Giancarlo. Thanks, Jennifer. Hermanos, love you. Big love, one love, and well, Mira. It's a pleasure. It's a really, really pleasure to meet you. Um, and I hope we, we can do a day something together. Um, I see that you, Zapata, and my brother here <laughs> jump on. So, well, I will let the, the word on. Big love Thank to you, you. Mira. Sending much love to you, too. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Luco. Appreciate always you, you coming on and, and bringing the good vibes. <laughs> so uh, love that, man. And I know we have, a, we have a few people on as well. I did want to go in order of, of which people joined. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Awolfi was the next person. Oh, oh, I guess Alyssa, is it? Hi, Giancarlo. Thanks for having me up. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Mira. Hi. So I wanted to come up because I have been listening into Twitter spaces for the last I mean, honestly, almost year and a half. And I love how you guys handled, how you guys navigated the space. I think it was very informative, very clear, very amazing to learn about Mira in the way that you guys ask questions. Um, so kudos to you guys, because oh, I've never you. been here. <laughs> and also, I do work with Mira. So yeah. I can confirm that she is a hardworking person who does really, really particular like she's very particular about the way that she navigates everything is thought out everything is mindful everything is really curated with her eye (laughs) and i just want to reiterate how amazing it is to see that because i am an art fan um i am a miami local i've been here my whole life and when i i actually met mira at that board ape event and i wasn't even in web3 yet and Mira was my first real artist friend. And like she knows, I know a lot of people in the art world. Yeah. Are, you know, when you grow up around here, everyone knows everyone. It's uh, <laughs> it's very intertwined. But I've never met anyone who moves like her. So I just wanted to, you know, come up here and tell everyone that like, you know, if you are an artist in the space, definitely look at the way Mira moves. Definitely understand yourself. Learn you, what you your passions are. And it, Put that into your work, no matter what you do, actually. It doesn't matter if you're an artist. Anything that you do, especially in Miami, because, and in Web3, um, I actually, I love that Luco asked what he did, because I'm actually the one helping Mira navigate the Web3 world from Miami. I'm the one with my feet on the ground looking for opportunities for her. And I just, it's very rare to meet so many authentic people who are true to themselves and true to what true to the people around them miami i i always say miami's a sunny place for shady people (laughs) you guys can take that (laughs) you guys can take it and um mira is like the first real person that i met who didn't fall under that you know shady person and then every person that i've networked and met through her has you know, she does move in a specific way. And, I, you know, you attract the same people. You attract the energy you put out there. So just wanted to give kudos to the space, to Mira. Um, also, Luca, Luco, 
I like that you are asking questions about getting into Web3 art. Um, if you're in Miami, anyone who's in Miami and wants to learn about the Web3 space, you know, I am planning on doing more events um, and helping people kind of navigate and introduce them to people who will help. So I love being a connector and would love to, you know, I like, thank you for meeting me. And uh, if you need anything, I'm here. Thanks, Alyssa. Thank you, Mira. Yeah, thanks, Alyssa, for for coming up and and sharing that, and and appreciate the kudos as well. As I'd love to have uh, you know new listeners of the space. Um, I'm actually yeah, so I, I well I now live like about three hours north of Miami. I'm more like on the space coast, but I I went to. Oh, I lived there when I was younger, then went to high school there, college and everything. And I, and I still have a lot of family, you know, down in Miami. So I have a lot of ties. Okay, what high school? Uh, Sunset, what high school? Sunset Senior High. Okay, I went to Crop. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, so if you if you have any events or things going down um, in Miami, yeah, we'd definitely love to stay connected on that and and potentially uh, to, to go to some of those as well. And, and me as well. I'm in Tampa, mm-hmm. but I love I'm over there, so I'd love to connect. Well, I followed you all, and uh, my DMs are open. And I will, any event that Mira is at, I will be there. Like, you already know. Like, I'm saying it here. (laughs) So, and if there's anything else that Mira is not at, um, I will let you know. But in all honesty, I feel like if Mira wants to go, it's going to be a really good event. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm a pain in the ass. Alyssa will be like, there's this. I'm like, nope. Should we play? I think no, no, because you have to learn, you guys, as artists, like, especially as you grow, like, people are going to approach you all the time for stuff. And, like, I love saying yes. And I'm definitely someone who wants to help and, like, you know, be involved. But, like, it, it can really throw you off course sometimes. And if you have, like, things to focus on, you have to learn when to say no. And that's something I'm practicing. So, <laughs> yeah. That's Any other questions? To learn. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Really is. I, I do see Luca had his hand up. Uh, Luca, you wanted to chime in with something? Yeah, no, I just wanted to say that it's a pleasure, Alicia, um, to meeting you for real. I'm just following you back. And um, well, uh, as I said, um, I am manifesting like to be on Miami um, to the art basil, and I know that I'm going to be there. So we're going to meet you um, over there with both of you. So I'm super happy for that. And well, Thanks for that. And my DMs are always open too for talk of these like street art and NFTs and any help that you need because, well, we are working on a lot of things here in Colombia with this. So that will be a pleasure too. Awesome. I love Colombia. Most of my really good friends here are Colombians, to be honest. And one of my my art wife, I call her, she's from Colombia, Mateas. I don't know if you know her, but she's Literally, I started uh, I started in the street art world out here at the same time that she started. So we literally call each other art-wise. We've just been through a lot together. So Colombians are like definitely a big part of my art world here. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. Love, love that. Well, you have new, new, new friends here, of course. And you, you are always welcome to Bogota, the capital. And well. Gracias. That's dope. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Luco. Thanks, Alyssa, uh, for, for coming up to speak as well. Uh, I wanted to go to the next person. Uh, I think I had on the list was uh, Akash. How are you doing, Akash? Hey, everyone. We should talk about today. And I'm my deepest respect to Jen Carlo and Jennifer for being an incredible host. And wish you an absolutely incredible day to Mira. This is for the first time I'm having my encounter with you as your host. Yeah. So I, one of my favorite legendary graffiti artists and muralist from early 90s, Lady Pink, and she used to say, don't underestimate any female. And that was the golden st- statement on the Forbes. So yeah, I'm studying at Stanford and alongside with my friends, apart from our studies, we are uh, starting a startup, sustainable fashion startup on leveraging tech to make shopping for sustainable fashion the simple choice, a platform that enables um, that enables the shopping and sustainable. Um, am I ragging? No. Yeah. The a platform that enables customers to easily shop circular fashions that meets their style and reduces their environment impact. So on September 12th, 
I will be speaking at the Retail Influencer CEO Forum in New York, and we are excited to share ideas on clothing and fashion. So yeah, X Factor side here, I'm really excited on your arts and your ideas on clothing. So I would really love to get more ideas from you on Morales and ideas on design. So my question here is, as a muralist, you yourself and such an incredible artist, how do you see your work contributing, contributing the cultural and social fabrics of communities in which you create? Thank you. Sure. Um, well, I guess like one way to answer that when I'm thinking about my art as a whole and I guess my pieces, which we talked about earlier, which are meant to uplift right through the messages, I guess uh, one way I would really like to move is to incorporate that more in my murals because a lot of the murals I've done have been more decorative, I would want to say. Um, not so much statement pieces. So I think it would be really nice to start moving in that direction. And um, and then another thing that I like really have stepped into in the past year has been working with other foundations. My interest is always about, um, of course, women empowerment, but specifically domestic abuse. So I would really like to start bringing community projects like that to the forefront of my art. Um, so yeah, that's definitely like a goal of mine moving forward. I think like without the community, you're literally nothing as an artist. And I think that's also a major reason why I might not have a hundred thousand followers, but I have a really solid community back. And it's because from day one, I've always kind of like believed in that. And it's really, it's real, you know? So yeah, art is funny because like you go in it with this dream, right? And it's, a lot of it is to uplift, but it's also ego driven, right? Because you have like this belief system in yourself. Um, and so I think it's like once you get to that place where you start making moves and, and achieving things and things unfold in front of you, it's about reassessing where you're at and finding your why again. So that's where I'm at right now is like finding my why. Why am I doing this? Like uh, what's, you know, going back to the root of the purpose and, and the whole root for me is to uplift. So I, I would definitely like to bring that to the streets again yeah oh wow that's a splendid i haven't considered that before and got so much learned from you and last question here is what role do you believe public arts plays in shaping identity and character of a community they literally are the face of like i was saying in the beginning i'm not sure if you heard here in the beginning of the space but i mean public art street art is literally the face of your average person it's like your joe schmo it's just your street person your everyday person who it could be someone waiting for the bus who's scribbling on the side of, you know, the bench, or you never know who's, who's the artist. It's, it is the city. The art is representing the basic citizen. So, you know. Thank you so much for thank the insights. You. And thank you, Jennifer and Jen Carlo for having me. I really appreciate you, Mera. Thank you so much. Insights. I really appreciate, appreciate you as well. And everyone in the space, um, and also, I just kind of want to throw it out there. If you're in the space and you want a sticker, just DM me your address and I'll ship you guys stickers. That's awesome. Well, your, your dog <laughs> came back over. To My dogs are both like, they're both needy. They're just one came early and now I have the other one. They're like, can you stop and hang out with us? They're so needy. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So oh, thank you, Akash, for, for coming up and also for being a regular uh, listener of the space. Um, I know I think we have one more more speaker uh, up on the panel. And I know mm -hmm. we, we want to get you out just a little bit, over, you know, um, within an hour or close to that. So we'll wrap it up after uh, after this person. Um, so I yeah. see we have Yusuf Bata, another fellow uh, Colombian artist uh, who also does street art and merch. So what, what a great... Uh, um, nice. Yeah, so great person to have up here on the stage as well. How are you doing, man? Hey, brother, thank you. It's really good to be here, to, to hang out, to hear you all, to hear Jennifer, to hear you and to hear Mira. I'm a big fan of, of her work. I think she was one of the first street artists that inspired me when I went uh, to visit some family in Miami and I went for the first time to Wynwood. I saw her eye like everywhere. She had like like her brand uh, printed everywhere and it's really, really exciting because that's what I want to do with my brand. My brand is a, it's a pigeon called Palometa. So mm -hmm. I started following her like everywhere, kind of stalking her. On mm -hmm. TikTok and everywhere, I think I think your work is amazing. Uh, I hope you you will like try to understand a little bit more about Web three. That will be a really good space for your art. I think it's a really good opportunity. 
I feel the same because I'm a street artist too. I'm a graphic designer, but I want to be a street artist. Like it's the style of Atomico and Pez, you know, they have their characters like you and mm -hmm. they have like a lot of mixes. So if you need any help, like uh, the, the thing that I did doing with Nuko and Urasaka and other Colombian artists here in Colombia is that we make Zoom spaces and we like make uh, open questions. We show you how we make the collections, everything you need to know. And uh, we, we will be more than pleased to help you with that. I wanted to, to say that the same as Nuko, I hope to be there on a basal and we can meet in person. Hang out, party, paint a lot, and get to know each other. That's the that's the main goal of this Web3 space. And thanks to the hostess, the two hosts of this space for making this happen. Thank you. I would love that. I really appreciate your kind words and um and then offering that opportunity. I'll definitely take you up on that. And obviously anything I could do to help in terms of like guidance on the street art level. I'm an open book, but I would definitely love that. I definitely want to grow more into Web3. I just think it's a matter of, yeah, like finding people who are able to support and have the time for it too, right? Creating that space for it. So definitely need to get more into that. I would, I will say the past seven months of my life have been heavily devoted to content creation and study and social media and different platforms. Um, but I definitely need to bring some more attention to web three. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is that uh, when you, when you are like uh, welcome into this community, like the, the way they are Giancarlo and Jenny and making it, you will need like a, a small guide. I, we had a guy that is called Fabian Buitrago, another Colombian artist. And he was like really patient. We made like three or four uh, Zoom meetings where he was explaining step-by-step. Step. We had like those, those questions that you feel are dumb really are not dumb. We all have the same questions. So anytime you need, just DM any of us, Luko, me, or Hubasaka, we will be, or I think like many people on this space, all of them, they will be really, really happy to help you with anything you need. Thank you. Appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Yusapata, for, for coming up. And what's really cool, you know, and, and it just, it's a reflection of, of this space, right? Is that, you know, two of the people that came up to speak, right? Or also going in and, and offering to provide help and support with like, you know, helping you to, to, to get better versed in, you know, Web3 and things like that and, and offering advice, you know, and help for other people. And I think that's one thing that I found that was so cool about this space is that there's just so many people that are so incredibly like helpful, encouraging, supportive. I found, I mean, yes, there are people that maybe, you know, a few bad actors and other people that are, you know, mm -hmm. you know maybe I, I would avoid or block or whatever, but largely, you know, most of the people I've connected with and genuinely connected with and are, that are still here, right? Because there was a lot of people before, and I think when maybe you were first introduced into the space, when people were trying to make money and all this stuff, I mean, and, and people were on spaces all day, but like the people that are still here now, right. That are still here for like the art and the the networking and the connection are man, amazing people. I met some, some great connections here and people are just so willing to, to help out, to answer questions, to support each other. Um, and it's such a, an awesome thing, uh, you know, about the space. And I think just you know, with a few people that were here, just sharing and offering to help out, it just, it just says a lot about it. That, um, that there's just so many people. And I think yeah. for that reason as well, like what you was mentioning, I think it would be also a good fit uh, for you, you know, who, who loves art and everything to really, you know, um, also explore it a, a little bit more and and um, and get, uh, you know, more of your work out there from a digital perspective and, and connecting with more of the people in the space. Because I think we need, you know, more of the artists that are really successful you know, outside of the space to 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 come in here, right? And 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 do more to bring more of those awesome artists that are doing, you know, street art and murals and other things to to, mm -hmm. to explore and create things here and and tap into this whole other audience of people. So so I think that's so cool. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. That's why I've been I was doing the NFT weeks and stuff just to kind of like mm -hmm. see, okay, what is going on in this world? But I'm super motivated now just with this space and Hearing everybody, the speakers, like, yeah, it's time to like go to that next step. So I definitely like in my head right now, you have no idea what's going on. Like, there's a lot going on in there. That's awesome. And I feel like you said you're you're a spiritual person. I am as well. Mm -hmm. In alignment. And I 
say that pretty much everybody in this room, um, especially Luca Yusufata, uh, who I met in person in uh, NFT NYC, they just have uh, that energy where you could tell it's like a family almost. Mm -hmm. Act and always willing to teach you and bounce ideas off of you. One of the things that I found remarkable is uh, Yusufata's ability to merge physical with the digital. So because that is his world, you know, so he has merch and he has the street art, but like in the clothes, like he'll have like a tag and the tag will have a QR code and that mm -hmm. will take you to like the NFT collections and they're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. Like they integrated AR. So like you could be looking at your NFT or even a sticker and then you wave the AR filter that they made. I know you're big into content creation. Mm-hmm. Filters like right into Instagram. So you could just like have folks potentially uploading stories of your yeah. stuff in AR, like popping out like the eye kind of thing. So that's definitely awesome. really good people to connect with. Uh, so I, I second Giancarlo's on that one for sure. Thank you. I'm really super motivated. I'll definitely be reaching out to you guys. Yeah, for sure. Let's stay, let's stay connected. And obviously, you know, Jenny and I are both also in... Uh, in Florida as well. So oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be at our Basel and maybe even if you, if you have your, your show, uh, your, your personal mm -hmm. show coming up at some point, you know, before then would, would love to also be there as well. So yeah, definitely. Our Basel this year is going to be really, uh, selective for me. So if I don't, so my plan was to do my solo show in LA in October, but to be honest with you, I'm I'm actually considering just moving it to our Basel because I feel like a solo show, my first solo show, should be in Miami. So, um, so I'll keep you guys posted. But I will be doing events for Basel, and I'm actually bringing an artist from Italy as well to collab with me. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Awesome. <laughs> and anyone who comes for Basel, like DM me. I'm good with checking DMs, and if I don't, someone else who works with me in this room will. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be here. <laughs> Last year, we uh, we stayed in Alapata, and it was like a bunch of artists, um, and we really just enjoyed so much the Winwood mm -hmm. scene. So yeah, we'll be there again for sure. Awesome. I would like to say something before we go, if you guys don't yeah, mind. Go ahead. Like a little, um, I just wanted to just share this like from an artist perspective and for anyone who it might resonate with. Um, you know, like as artists, we do this for the long term. Um, it's a long-term goal. Like it's not about the money, right? Any real artist is really in it because in their soul, that's what they do. Um, so just know that like, you're going to have your highs and your lows and with success, you're going to have your like empty seasons. And when you're in that season, just know that it'll pass too and just keep moving forward and go back to the root of why you started. Um, and you know, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Just Anything you do, just do it with passion and do it coming from the heart and soul. And that's where you're going to find your success. There's no magic formula. Everyone, Everyone's unique and you're going to have your own way. You know, you can be inspired by other people, but it's really about like being disciplined and consistent. And that's like what it comes down to no matter what, like highs, lows, doesn't matter where you're at in your life. Even if you just put an energy, like one thought towards your art on like the most depressive day of your life where you can't do anything put the thought there because you're creating momentum. And then on your high days, that's when you take advantage of the momentum and you go fast, right? So what I'm trying to say is that no matter what is going on in your life, put your energy towards your art every freaking day, even if it's just for one second. And that's what the long run, in the long run, you'll see that pay off. So it's about being disciplined and, and persistent. So yeah, that's it. And I'm really grateful for everyone in this room. Well, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I love that kind of closing message, you know, because, you know, I think that that could be helpful for a lot of people. You know, I think, you know, there's a lot of people here that are artists themselves and creators and um, we go through a lot of ups and downs. And especially now with the market, you know, things have, have gotten tough, you know, really tough for people that depend solely on artwork. So, um, you know, really stay yeah. disciplined, consistent, um, even with whatever you're doing, you know, even I think even if it's outside of art, I think is is, is mm -hmm. truly something that that it would really helps you to be successful, right? And and, and keeping that and, and and doing it for 
the right reasons for for the love of it. Um, we actually had, I remember uh, Eddie Gangland here on, on, on the space uh, a few months ago, and I just released okay. that episode again in the, in the audio version I have of this and um, a podcast. But uh, there was a part where he talked about, yeah, like, are you in it for the money or are you in it for the art? You know, and and uh, and he's like, you have to be honest with yourself. You know, that, that what, what's mm-hmm. what's the truth of it? But that if you're really in it for for the art, right? Because you love it, and that's because you you need to you create. You have this just yeah. innate passion that you just have to put your work out there. That ultimately, it's those people that do it for the for the art, right? For that reason, that that win in the long run, right? And if, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You can maybe do something to just chase a trend or whatever, or reverse engineering what's working, you know. But it's really those people that stay true to themselves, right? And 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 the reasons why they got into it, and um, and keep executing against that, right? And for those reasons, that are the ones that they're mm-hmm. doing, right? So, so I, I love that yeah. message. Thank you for for sharing that. Thank you for being here today. Um, hopefully we didn't keep you too much later, but I, I you know, so <laughs> you guys are awesome. Super grateful. Like you guys just are amazing people. I'm so glad we got to meet during VCon and that you guys were even interested in wanting to interview me. So I'll humble by it. Just thank you for out. Thank I you. I needed this as well. That's why I'm sharing this is like, trust me, like as good as things can be, we're all human. So like sometimes you need spaces like these to just be like, okay, let's, you know, let's get back to certain things <laughs> so without saying too much but yeah thank you guys appreciate it yeah and i appreciate you and so thank you mira so much for being our guest today thank you to everyone that tuned in the those that also that came up to ask questions offer help and advice uh, appreciate you guys tremendously and i hope you all have a wonderful friday and a great weekend thank you 